All right, guys, we are going into week seven of the NFL, and we are scratching and surviving, trying to win our survivor pools. Hopefully, you guys have advanced. If you're watching this, you probably have. You won last week. You're still alive. You're surviving, and you're hanging with me to try and get you an edge this week on your survivor pools. All right, guys. Week seven is upon us. We are more than a third of the way to home. We've got 18 weeks, of course, this season in the NFL. If you are still with me, you probably survived last week. Most of you did. I'm sure most of your pools lost very minimal amount of people. So odds are pretty good if you were with me last week. You're going to be with me again this week. And hopefully we can continue that on to next week. And ultimately to get you guys the cash and win your survivor pool. But uh, last week, you know, I want to go over one thing from last week. There wasn't, like I said, not too much chaos, but pay attention to the point spreads. When I do this on a Wednesday, the point spreads may change drastically by the time Sunday comes along. And that's what happened last week. That Rams game went from 11 points all the way down to seven. Now, if you're in a pool like I am with a lot of entries, I had to adjust. I put more Colts entries in than I did Rams. I had to adjust that number. I was fairly clear. I had a little bit more Colts going in. If you remember last week's podcast, I had more Colts that I liked because of the future value on the Colts, which is minimal, as opposed to the Rams, which is great. Plus, some of my entries had Rams previously. You may have taken the Rams as well. So I lowered that number from like, uh, I believe I was going to take seven or eight, maybe even nine of mine on the Rams, and I lowered it down to five, right? And I put a lot of that... A lot of what I took away from the Rams I put on the Colts, and then I dispersed it amongst a few other teams. But be aware of that. Check that and check Survivor Grid. See how that's changing, right? Because if you looked at Survivor Grid on Wednesday last week, it trained, it changed dramatically too because as the point spreads move, where people are going to be making their entries moved as well. So let's jump into this week. Let me bring up Survivor Grid for this week. Let's just see where we're at. All right, so... We've got it sorted here for this week. The top teams with the best win probability, win percentages, that's all based on the point spread. And by the way, guys, point spread is the gospel. If you are new to this channel, if you're new to me on Survivor Grid, I'm not taking underdogs. I'm not taking low point favorite. Like there are going to be occasions where you're going to want a three point favorite, four point favorite. Um, but that's going to be based on how many teams you have left, what your options are in this week. Okay. Things like that. But we don't have to take crazy long shot picks in order to get ourselves some leverage. And we'll talk about that in a second, right? So this week, the most likely team to win is Arizona. What's the future look like for Arizona? They're 17 and a half point favorites this week, 91% chance to win high likelihood, obviously that they win this week. We could go real safe here, take Arizona in all of our pools, move on and fight next week. That would be the safe play. Is it the right play? Well, let's just first look at the future. Carolina, they get in week 10. Any other games in week 10 that we like? We got Buffalo, which a lot of you probably still have left, but you're going to have in week 8, 9, 10, and 11 really good opportunities to take Buffalo. So maybe we don't want to take Buffalo week 10, or maybe we won't have the opportunity to. But Pittsburgh, that looks like one that we're really is going to be a good situation for us in week 10. Dallas will be a nice situation in week 10. So we don't necessarily need Arizona in week 10 against Carolina, we have the Dallas-Atlanta game. We've got Pittsburgh-Detroit, Indianapolis-Jacksonville, although a lot of you have probably taken Indianapolis last week. So that's one that we may uh, 
not need Arizona. Week 13, Chicago. Well, that's an interesting one. That's going to be, let's see, a five and a half point spread. Not a game that you love right now. Who knows? Depending, you know, if field starts getting better, starts looking better by the time week 13 comes around, maybe that's not as good a game. Or perhaps Arizona is really as good as they've been so far undefeated this year, and that game goes to a touchdown favorite and becomes one of the nicer games on the board. Now, the Rams, you would not expect many people to have the Rams left, if, especially if you're in a smaller pool. You may have nobody with the Rams left by week 13. Buffalo, like we said, we've got many weeks here that we're going to probably be picking Buffalo. Tampa, that's an interesting one. We could take them this week, could take them in week 11. You might have them in week 13. Kansas City, another option that is likely the way I'm looking at it. We may have Kansas City. Minnesota, if you didn't take them two weeks ago, you got an opportunity to take them at Detroit in week 13. Indianapolis, like we talked about. So not necessarily have to take Arizona in week 13, but I could see a scenario where you don't have many other options if you make it to week 13 where Chicago, Arizona at Chicago would have to be a play. Um, And, you know, listen, as you go deeper into these pools and weeks into these pools, you're going to have weaker and weaker options. That's just the way it goes. Now, week 15 looks a little bit better at Detroit. I like that certainly better than at Chicago. But it's the same old situation here. Same old teams, same old faces. Buffalo will most likely have taken them already. Rams, high likelihood they'll be gone. Tampa, possibility, but maybe not. San Francisco is where we're going to have to start looking. Probably didn't take San Francisco. Um, Although some of you may have taken San Francisco, I do have them picked in quite a few of my my lines, my entries on the uh, mass multi-entered ones that that I have in. But Miami's a team you unlikely have taken, and they get the Jets at home in Week 15. That's going to be most likely a popular pick as we get there. So, you know, we're looking, you know, then week 16 for uh, Arizona, again, same suspects. But the Chargers, that's kind of a new one that pops up. New Orleans is a new one that pops up. You have options here in week 16, and then you might possibly take them in week 18. So there's going to be chances to take Arizona. You don't necessarily have to take them this week. Now, the Rams, this is interesting. 11% of the people are taking the Rams. Not a lot of people have the Rams left to take. Most people in the pools have taken the Rams already. If you're in that situation where, let's say you're in a situation now, let me tell you about a pool that my brother is in and the situation he was in last week. Now, he took the Rams in a pool where there's only 13 people left and the rest of the pool had the Colts. So he was in a great situation there. He was able to be in a high leverage situation where if the Colts lost that game and the Rams won, he was going to take down the entire pool. That's the situation we're trying to get ourselves in. And the only way to do that is find these high leverage spots. And of course, be on different teams, not be on the team that everyone is taking, especially when the second best team is not that much worse than the top team. So in the situation this week where you've got the Rams as the second best team, you may be thinking, you know what, let me take the Rams in a small pool with not a lot of entries because I think a lot of people are going to take Arizona. But do we have better options? Now, if a couple of people can take the Rams and just about everyone in your pool can take Arizona, that's the high likelihood. If you've got 10, 15 people in your pool, that's it. Like that's where everyone's going to probably be focused. Maybe a Green Bay here or there. But this is where you can take Tampa. Now, Tampa has a ton of future value, right? So we've got Tampa against Chicago this week. High likelihood they win this game, 85% chance they do. Week 10 against Washington, they're at Washington. Week 11, they're home to the Giants. 
right? We're going to like that game in week 11, but we've got that Cleveland game in week 11 where we can take Cleveland against Detroit. So we don't necessarily need to hold off on Tampa there. Uh, Tampa at Atlanta week 13. We talked about we have some other options uh, to take. Not many, right? It's going to be a tough week because a lot of these teams are going to be taken, but we do have some other options. So, and then some really, really good games deep into the year, but we may not get to week 13 if we're in a small pool. So in a small pool, I really like the option of taking Chicago. Why? Especially if I have the Rams available. Now, if I don't have the Rams available, I think I almost have to take Chicago. But if I have the Rams available, why do I want to pass off on the Rams here and then take Chicago in a small pool? Now, I do get the leverage. I get high leverage here with Tampa. Let's assume everyone takes Arizona and the Rams. I get high leverage with Tampa, where if Tampa wins and one of these other two teams lose, or if both teams lose... I'm going to win the entire pool. But look at the all the leverage I'm going to get in week eight. If I'm able to, to take the Rams, and I hold off on taking the Rams, now I get the best team on the board, at least by the numbers here, next week at Houston. Kansas City obviously is going to be a huge favorite, but everyone's going to have to take Kansas City and Buffalo, and I'm going to be out on my own on the Rams. So you see what we're doing here is I'm able to take Tampa this week, which is really close likelihood of winning as the Rams are, right? 5% less chance than Houston. So I'm not risking all that much here in taking, I'm not going on that big of a limb in taking Tampa. And in doing so, then it puts me in a situation where I'm the only one on the Rams when everyone else has to go elsewhere. And I've got the biggest point spread or it will be close to the largest point spread on the board that week. All right, so... Those are the situations we're trying to get ourselves into. So on paper, yeah, if you can take the Rams and you're the only one, you're going to, you may want to jump on the Rams here as an obvious pick, like to get yourself in that high leverage spot. But then just one week away, we're not looking five weeks away. Five weeks away, I'd say, go ahead, let's do it. But we're one week away. We just need to win this week. And then we're going to be in an advantageous position this week and next week. Both situations. With If we took Tampa in a small pool this week, that gives us a chance to either win or get us close to a win and then puts us in a situation next week where we can either do the same and if people get knocked out this week, we have a real good chance of winning the entire thing next week. So I like that pick with Tampa this week in small pools. Now, even in larger pools, I don't mind it nearly as much. Let's let's actually bring up something. I put, I put this EV calculation uh, graph together for you guys just... I want to put you through a scenario. Let's just assume that we had 10 people in the pool and everyone you knew, everyone in the pool was taking Arizona and you were able to take Tampa. There's four different scenarios that are going to happen here. Let's just assume you put $10 as an entry and there's $1,000 in the pot. There were 100 people to start. We're down to 10. Now there's four scenarios, right? Arizona can win. Tampa can win in scenario one. Scenario two, Arizona wins. Tampa loses. Scenario three, Arizona loses. Tampa wins. Scenario four, Arizona loses and Tampa loses. Now, in scenario one and four, it's no blood. We're going to move on to the next week. Assuming your rules state that if everyone loses, you move on. But it doesn't really matter because even if everyone loses, you chop the pot, you're still with the same equity, right? I've only got $100 in equity, or it's really not only. I'm in a good position here with $100 in equity, right? So if I started a pool... On day one, there was 100 people in the pool at $10. My entry is worth $10. As soon as we advance and we start knocking people out of the pool, I have more and more equity on my entry. 
So if we're down to 10 people, that entry is worth $100, give or take, depending on the quality of teams that you've taken. But assuming everything being equal, that I could sell my entry to someone for $100. That's what it's worth. Okay. So if we go back to the chart here, all I want to do is figure out now what's the probability of each of these scenarios happening. To do that, you're just going to multiply the probability of each individual event within that scenario by each other. So the probability Arizona wins is, and Tampa wins is the probability of Arizona winning multiplied by the probability of Tampa winning, right? And you're going to do that for each of these scenarios. You come up with 77%, 8%, 13%, and 1%. To figure out now what the what would the the price be or the odds? If I was giving you odds here on you winning and I knew that the nine other people in your pool had Arizona and you had Tampa, you're a plus 173 underdog to win the pool this week. Now that's pretty good, right? So if I was plus 173 on a money line baseball bet and I put $10 on it, I'm going to return $17.30 net if that game wins. Well, in this scenario, I'm getting a true value of plus 173, but I'm going to return net $990. So we're going to love that scenario. We're going to take that situation every time. You probably knew that intuitively, right? If you if you made your pick in the pool, and then when they released the picks on kickoff, you saw you were the only one here with Tampa and nine people had Arizona, you should know intuitively you're in a really good situation. You have a chance to win this pool. I wouldn't be as happy being one of the people on Arizona. I would rather have Tampa. Now, regardless, if Tampa lost that game, you say, well, I'm glad I had Arizona, but you did the right thing. These are the chances. These are the situations where you have a shot to take the pot down. Remember, these are not easy to win. Even with 10 people left, you only have a 10% chance of winning the pool. So when we go back to Survivor Grid and you look at it here, you've got, sure, the Rams, if you have the Rams available to you, you're in a really, I like that situation if you have the Rams available to you, of going to Tampa and then next week taking the Rams. You're going to be in a situation where you're taking a very low-owned team with a high likelihood of winning and a chance to scoop or get yourself in a situation where you're down to very few people left in your pool. Now, one other team I want to look at here is New England because they don't have a ton of future value. Let's look at Green Bay and New England because those are the two teams catching some some uh, some picks here. They get a little steam from pool entries. And the reason why is because the lack of future value on both of these teams. So people are trying to get some leverage on with Green Bay or New England. So they're looking to take them here. They're both touchdown or more favorites. And you don't have too many opportunities. Green Bay, you've got home to Seattle in week 10, home to Chicago in week 14. And then week 18 at Detroit. Again, week 18, you never know what's going to happen. Even 17 and 18, teams are in the playoffs. They're not in the playoffs, depending, you know, injuries by the time that happens, we don't know. This week, New England gets the Jets at home. And that's really going to be their best opportunity to take them outside of Jacksonville in week 17. So that you can understand why people are taking New England. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, Green Bay, maybe not as much. I wouldn't probably want to take Green Bay as much. But let's just see. Let's look at the um, spreadsheet because usually we get a fairly good idea from the spreadsheet as to what we're looking at. Okay, so this is just the pool I'm in. I knocked this down to, let's actually put it down to 50%. And depending on what I'm doing, if I, if I only wanted to put 
two entries in. This is now looking at larger pool. We were talking about smaller pools. Let's look at larger pools here. Larger pools, I want to wait at about 50% right now of future value. If I wanted to mix it up and put five entries in, this what it's telling me is if I had the ability, if I had enough Rams available to me, is take eight uh, Arizona, eight Rams, two Tampas, three Green Bay, and three New England. This kind of makes sense to me. In a larger pool, the advantage of taking Tampa not nearly as great in the larger pool, but I may, but I do want to still have some exposure. I may adjust these a little bit. Arizona, like we said, there's going to be other options. Now, you may not have the ability to take many Rams at all. I would actually, even in a larger pool, I would probably lower this uh, Rams number because of, you know, the spreadsheet's not looking at what I can see next week. So if I have a bunch of Rams, I want to definitely make sure I've got the ability to take a few Rams. If I've got a lot of entries, I want to have uh, more entries on the Rams next week because when we do this spreadsheet, it's going to really like the Rams next week. So I want to make sure looking ahead that I have enough bullets for the Rams. So I'm not going to perfectly take this eight and eight. I might knock this down. You know, I might knock the Rams down to two or three entries this week if I could out of, you know, this 24 entry. I do have a pool with 24 entries, which is why it's set up like this. Let's quickly just look at one entry in a large pool. Which way is it going? It's telling you to take Arizona. I'm okay with that. Um, you're going to have to survive a long amount of weeks. We went over why Arizona is a team that, yes, has some future value. But in those weeks, you're going to have other options. So in a large pool, I'm absolutely fine with taking Arizona um, this week. I think you can go ahead and do that. You're going to be part of the masses. You're not going to get a huge amount of leverage. But I think it sets us up well for the rest of the season. Now, if we're in a smaller pool, I'm just curious as to what it gives. Now, it's giving me Arizona as well in a smaller pool because obviously we're taking less future value into account. Um, just curious if I go down to zero, what it does. So it's still giving me, because they're such a great favorite, they're such a big favorite, Arizona. But in my opinion... This is the scenario where now if you're in a now by small pool, right? So I do 15. If you've got 50 people, you're not going to get you're not going to win this pool this week. But I still think there's an advantage to taking Tampa. If you're in a pool with not as many people, right? And you have that one entry. I think you have an advantage here in and a leverage advantage in taking Tampa in that scenario. You're going to have some options to take Arizona in the future. Now, it would be nice to have Tampa in a lot of these weeks, but I think this is a good opportunity to take it because you're giving yourself two weeks of carnage, hopefully, that you're not involved in, right? We went over that scenario next week, and that's especially if you could take the Rams, right? So if you can't take the Rams, let's just kind of look at it. Let's look at it under the, the, the lens of I can't take the Rams. Now, do I want to take, let's open up the uh, Survivor Grid. Let's assume I cannot take the Rams now. Now, do I want to take Tampa? Um, maybe less so. Maybe less so. And maybe that's a situation where you just go ahead, jump on Arizona, and then you're going to want to save Tampa for these one of these other opportunities later in the year. So I could see that as well. So, um, you know, I kind of I do this with you guys kind of live here as I'm going about it. So if I had the Rams in my back pocket I'm gonna, and I'm in a smaller pool, my advice is going to be take Tampa. If I do not have the Rams... If the pool's small, I'm still taking Tampa. If it's large, I'm probably going to move to Arizona. That's kind of the way I'm, I'm going with it 
um, with my logic here. And of course, if you have multiple picks, you're going to want to spread them out, but make sure you save some bullets on the Rams for next week. I think we're going to be in a high leverage situation. So it's going to be it for this week. I mean, we've got games that should advance, but now we're starting to think. We've got to think more than just who do we think is going to win, right? We're looking to next week. We're trying to game theory this. There's a lot of options. So I'm curious as to what you guys are doing. Leave some comments for me. And, um, you know, you guys make me smarter. Hopefully that helps all the comments and the questions help you guys out as well. Because when I see your comments and read your comments, it sometimes makes me think of things that I'm not necessarily thinking of. So if you think I'm crazy, you think it's stupid, you think any of my picks are just totally out of line, I like to hear that as well. Of course, download the Sharp app. And, um, you know, with the EV calculations that I was talking about, I've got the Sharp Academy inside the Sharp app. You'll learn all about EV if you're unaware of how to calculate that and a whole bunch of other really good quality uh, videos, stuff on how to make models in there. Everything from the basic, if you're not a sports better on how to bet the money line, how to bet the spreads all the way to some more advanced stuff. And we've got a ton of great information, uh, some great content, some other great shows you guys may be interested in inside the Sharp app. If you like prop betting, We've got a whole thing on props inside the game centers for each game. They, I could go on and on, and there's more stuff coming, but check out the Sharp app. It's free. Download it in the Play Store and the App Store, and um, give that a look. Of course, this content's always free, so helping us with some likes and shares and subscribes is greatly appreciated. But until next week, let's scratch and survive. Make it to week eight, survive week seven, and I'll see you guys next week.